Coming to you from the wild, wild western side of San Antonio from yep. the JD Bar and Grill Mobile Studios. This is the Smoking Guns Podcast. I am Philip Beganbotham. I'm joined, as always, by R.C. Woods. Hello. Leo Yamas. What's up, Gunslingers Posse? And a whole bunch of our favorite friends on Facebook that'll be chatting with us and talking with us as we're going live on Facebook on this Monday evening. If you're hearing this on Wednesday, thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We did do this live on Facebook on Monday night, but we're glad you're listening and there's going to be lots of information uh, that you can take away from this, but feel free to join us. We every so often jump on uh, Wednesday or on Monday nights and spend some time live with folks. And since we had a uh, week off, we decided we would, we would do a live episode this week. Right. Like a bye week Uh, Kind of make it up. Yeah, we took a week off last week. We were all um, down. My voice was trashed <laughs> on yeah. Tuesday. Uh, had RC had had oral surgery Not on Monday. Good. She didn't even get to make it to the game last Monday night. And I was hoping I could. Um, so talking three straight hours is rough. About you know, fo- I mean, something we all love in football. It's I, really people should try it because it's a yeah. blast. Um, <laughs> you're going to hear a fourth member of our broadcast, uh, our podcast crew mm-hmm. um, today. That is that is the new puppy. Aww. Yeah, if you guys can hear that, I have a new puppy, and he's not happy that he is uh, sequestered right now. Yeah, he can't hang out with us and play with us and have a great time, so he's not uh, super excited about that, but. Um, you're going to hear him. You're going to hear from him. Him? Yes. Him. yes. What's his what, name? Yeah. What is his name? Um, Archie. Archie. I say with a question mark, his name initially was Zeke. <laughs> Zeke. Short okay. for Ezekiel. And now it's changed to Archie How because not come? all the, ki- all the kids could agree on that. I say kids, they're adults now, but yeah. you know, the family could not agree quite on the name. So. Are I thought it was cool. I mean, cool story because, you know, it has something to do with, you know, stuff I like. But Ezekiel, I was all about because I was like, cool, because I could put that Ezekiel 2517 on his uh, collar and right. relate it to Pulp Fiction and Jules. Pulp Fiction, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> not actually the quote no. of the verse, by the way. Not not really the verse, no. Unfortunately, like, <laughs> I love Pulp Fiction. I was just having this conversation I with my too. daughter the other day. That's interesting. It is. Because I was having this conversation with my oldest daughter the other day. I quoted something from it, and I was like, you don't know what that's from. And I was like, and frankly, you may never know, because it's a guy movie. And you, yeah. you know, your it's mom... It's not necessarily a guy movie. No, it really is. Like, so what's that say about on, me, on, if I like it? I don't know. I don't know either. But on a whole, like guys like Pulp Fiction... Ladies usually like don't it. get it. Like they don't understand. They, they don't understand. Dolores the didn't interest. like jumping around the different timeline. Um, oh, that doesn't bother me. So if you're a Pulp Fiction fan and you're a lady, that's fine. Okay, but, thank but, you. That's great. <laughs> but generally, I think it's more of a guy movie. Okay. I'm trying to think of what it was I quoted, and I have no idea. Um, it wasn't Zed's Dead, but that's usually <laughs> what I quote most often. Um, I like the soundtrack. Soundtrack is excellent. Yeah. Very good soundtrack, yes. It's funny. It is such a good movie that uh, it made Quentin Tarantino. I don't think Quentin Tarantino has done much that's any good. Like, I don't like Quentin Tarantino's movies for the mo- for the most part. Oh, really? I do. I like I, Reservoir I Dogs. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And I like Pulp Fiction. And everything else, I'm like, meh. I mean, it's not like I hate them. I don't hate Kill Bill. I mm-hmm. just don't. I've seen them. I love I like Kill, Kill Bill 1. Kill Bill 2, man, not as good, but Kill I'll Bill 1 I really like. Yeah, I like Kill Bill. Now, to be fair, Quentin Tarantino did direct 
the greatest episode of CSI that there is. It's called Grave Danger. It is a two-hour episode. It is a double episode. It is where one of the CSIs gets buried underground. Um, if you're a CSI fan, you know the one. episode yes. I'm talking about. Uh, it is an excellent episode, and it was directed by Quentin Tarantino. Um, so oh, do like that. I was not aware. Cool. Um, and it's very Quentin Tarantino. Like, there are some moments in it where you're like, nobody but Tarantino could do this. <laughs> um, we are the Smoking Guns Podcast. We talk about football generally when Most we're not talking time. about <laughs> pop culture and Pulp Fiction. Um, but, hey, it, we don't it's just love we love football, but mm-hmm. we don't just love football. Right. We love other we're, things, too. We're well-rounded, both physically and mentally. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I'm kidding. speaking for myself. Uh, Smoking Guns podcast is a podcast that deals with football more uh, succinctly. We deal with football in Texas. Even more specifically, we deal with football in and around San Antonio, um, centered around the San Antonio Gunslingers of the American Arena League, the greatest thing to happen in San Antonio football ever. Ever. Mm -hmm. Um, We are uh, three folks that have spent a good amount of time around this team, around this organization. Yes, we have. Mm -hmm. Around ownerships and ownerships, yeah, yeah, sure, and players and uh, coaches and moms and moms. We've talked to lots of moms. Um, so friends, 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 girlfriends. I said. oh girlfriends. Oh yeah, too. I thought you said friends, and I'm like, do, do, did we spend time around their friends? I guess we might have. We have tailgating. Um, sure. We're going to talk a lot about the San Antonio Gunslingers. We. Had a game last Monday, mm-hmm. a game against the Austin Wild, the back end of a back-to-back game separated by a week of a bye week. Um, or like you said, a halftime, right? Yeah, just a really long halftime, and we're mm-hmm. going to discuss some of how that went. Um, I am really impressed with the Austin Wild. Oh, yeah. I am I impressed mean- with the way that they – Handle business, and I want to talk a little bit about that as we move uh, through the podcast. I told Coach Jesse, what's his last name? I apologize, your name just escaped from me, and I say you're because he says he does listen to us. Hey, Coach. Um, Hi, hey, Coach. coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I told him after the game. From Wild or from ours? No, from the Wild. From okay. the Wild. Yeah, yeah, definitely the best 0-2 team you know, in the AL right now because – I don't think uh, I think both the gunslingers and the wild they they're just glad to not be facing each other um, anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, I think they're that's true. That. Yeah, um, they battled, and we can start right there. I mean, we can start by talking about uh, that game and how things went for both teams on Monday night um, because it was interesting. I, we talked a lot uh, two weeks ago when we had our last episode about how it was a long. Mm-hmm. sort of halftime period teams would be able to make lots of adjustments. Leo, what, what kind of adjustments do you think you saw from Austin specifically or, or did you? Well, I think, I mean, for sure they, they continued with the max protect package because yes. they knew they had to get their quarterback protection. Right. Um, more than they did in the first half of that first game. I mean, that was key. You changed hats. When I, I walked in today, you were wearing the same hat as me. Now you're wearing the other hat. You changed hats. 
I'm sorry. Did you? I, I did. I'm going to derail for a second and oh go, what's God. that all about? Like, why did you, no, you just couldn't be wearing the same hat as me? Is that the thing? I, I saw you had that hat and, and RC had the podcast hat, which are both like the same brand and the same style of hat. Right. And I was like, if I have a, a third hat, I just kind of wanted to mix it up. So I actually changed my hat for that specific reason okay. to kind of mix it up. And none of you guys are wearing sorry? like t-shirts and I'm the only one wearing the podcast t-shirt. We don't have podcast. I don't have like a. One. I don't have a cool airbrush. Oh, this is the podcast one. T-shirt like that. Sorry. Um, I do have I'm a podcast special. T-shirt, but uh, it needs to be washed. I well, think. sometimes we wear like on the same day. We all we just, have. We, we certainly have, by have. accident. You know, I don't know how that happens, but. So uh, the wild. You're right. They did. They did still keep that Max Protect package, and I think they understood as anybody who would watch that first game how much of a difference that made for uh, their quarterback, Nate Robinson. No, not Nate Robinson, Carl Robinson. Carl Robinson, Nate yes. Robinson used to play for the uh, New York Knicks, I mm, believe. Big difference. Yeah, different guy. I think it's a different <laughs> guy. He pronounces his first name very differently. Um, Carl Robinson, uh, that provided him a lot more time to work in the second half of their first game together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were they very nearly came back in that game. They took a they twenty did. point lead at half. Uh, yeah, they they diminished the Gunslingers' twenty point halftime lead down to two points at one point in that first game. That's a large task in arena football. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It means your defense is playing well, and your defense is going to feed off of your offense when your offense is doing well. Um, your defense uh, is is giving you opportunities, right? To get the ball back and do some work. And they were doing that um, in that first game. It was really impressive to see Austin do that. And if you weren't sure um, if that was a fluke or not, I really feel like Austin sort of did the same thing, although it wasn't as pronounced. It wasn't as noticeable. Mm -hmm. But even in this game, there were moments where most teams would have said, okay, we're done. Like, we're just not going to win this game Mm -hmm. against the Gunslingers. And Austin never did that. They never gave up. All the way down to the final gun. Exactly. They just never did that. They never gave up. Right. Yeah, especially with how dominant the Gunslingers' defense had been um, early on Mm -hmm. in really both competitions. Um, So, yeah, kudos to them. Well, I know I called them dirty when we were at uh, JD's. You did. I did, yeah. right? You did. And, and fairly so. They, they right. kind of wore the first yeah. game. Yeah. And so I don't know if they listened or they heard me, but I definitely saw a lot more professionalism, a lot more game playing this game than the first game. I don't know. That's my opinion. From both sides, from both yes. teams. Both yes. teams were much cleaner. Yes, much cleaner. On I'm the saying. field. I'm sorry. Both of the football teams were much cleaner on the field. There's a third team on the field that I want to spend some time talking about. Oh, Lord. Oh, do we have to? We do. Um, I hope. They're getting on my last nerves. Somewhere along the way that our show has gotten over to the, yeah, you got to throw the flag out there. I hope oh, our. Oh, it, but it's not yellow. Well, I don't have a yellow one, sorry. <laughs> you can only do so much on the <laughs> fly right. like that. All right, was, okay. I'm going to see if I have anything in my pocket. So I hope don't. somewhere along the way that somebody has told somebody <laughs> in the head office um, over at the American enough. Arena League that the San Antonio Gunslingers have a podcast. Um, and I hope that somebody in that head office listens because I have a message for you. Fix your refing, Fix your officiating. and Because it's not just here in San Antonio. It's league-wide. It I is league-wide. Mm-hmm. It is rough. And look, I get it. 
You're dealing with officials who are probably doing a bunch of high school football games, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. They are going to be local area folks. Um, You're not going to bus or fly um, official crews out to a lower level indoor football league. But, man, put together – we live in a digital age where you can put together some training or some information about, hey – these are the differences in what you deal with with your high school football or college football games that you're that you're refing versus the indoor game. These are ways you can speed up play. These are ways. I mean, so it's rough. It's I, rough. I'll say this: like you could kind of use that as excuse and say, you know, well, the rules differ from um, uh, arena play versus you know high school play or versus whatever else eleven it might man be. play. It does, but. And, and we can trash the refs because I'm, I'm sure uh, the, the organizations themselves can't because they probably there's probably some Coach sort Louis, of fine that they'll have to pay. Coach Louie is jumping in here and saying they don't even know the rules. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I was going to say, it's there were things like them calling a penalty against one team and then moving the ball, spotting the ball the opposite direction. Right. As if they, and that's not that's not different from another league. You know, when, when do you do that? They never, s- they I stacked mean- <laughs> a penalty at one point in this uh, last game against Austin. So it was really for the team I root for. It was a plus, but they stacked it in such a way that I was like, even if that's the case, that should be adjudicated somehow differently because I think what they had was a in play penalty and then a post play penalty. And both were of the 15 yard variety which means you lose 30 yards. That's a lot. That's a lot in 11-man football when you right. have to move back 30 yards. That is the field. When you have a 50-yard yeah. field, yeah, that's basically and, the field. And I really felt like, look, I get it. I get that they have two different infractions, but I feel like there's got to be a way to adjudicate that a bit more fairly for lack of a better word. That just doesn't feel fair at that point to move them back 30 yeah. yards. And, I mean, they were in – the quote-unquote green zone, red zone, whatever you want to call it. You're right. By the way, it's the red zone. I'm so tired of (laughs) – it's mainly young announcers that want to change it to the green zone because you want to go for it. It's not a danger area. Yes, it is. It is a danger area for for a team on defense. It's the red zone. Stop calling it the green zone. Who thought of that? Shut up. These young guys, I don't know. It's the red zone. It's what we all know it as. Stop trying to be, uh, you know, hipster broadcaster. Use the terms that everybody knows. Well, I know the first game against Wild, I called, uh, I mean, sort of making a joke about one of the referees being like the best defense on on the Wild. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I just think, like you said, it. it's like a third team on the field. Like they're playing by their own rules, by their own, you know, their own, you know, they had some sort of game yeah, going on. Yeah, they had some it was, game going on. But it was not the they game still, we were watching. They, they still take too long when they get together trying to decide what they're going to do. See, and this is That's my big cool. argument. Yeah. This is my big problem. If you're going to throw flags on every play, and there was a point there, you can go back and watch the broadcast. It's very good. Drink. Very good. Uh, <laughs> you can go back and watch the broadcast of this last game against Austin. Are we playing a drinking game? Every, oh, you didn't hear that? No, tell me about the drinking game. Okay, so somebody, not us, yeah. we didn't set this up. We did 
we did we, we did end up egging it on a yeah. little bit. Okay. Um, but somebody early on, the first quarter or so, yeah, uh, came up with a drinking game that every time the referees threw a flag, <gasps> you had to drink. Oh my god! Yeah. So they were and doing we were like, please the... be careful. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be drunk within minutes. <laughs> please take care of yourself. Uh, do not overindulge. And if you're playing that game, I, you know, I'm not sure you can't. Um, That's funny. I, I do not. If you're going to be throwing flags on every play, A, that's – I have to be careful here because there is it's there is the game as it's played and within the rules, and we should always follow all the rules. But then there's an entertainment side to any sport where nobody paid to watch referees referee. Like nobody in any sports no. game has ever bought their ticket to any sporting game uh, outside of the families of officials and said, <laughs> I can't wait to see how the referees call this game. Right. Um, and <laughs> uh, well, Allah, I just, this is what I do. She says, Phil's bringing all the energy. Um, I, I'm doing what I do and, and I'm really upset about the officiating and it's not just in our games. If it was just in our games or against the gunslingers, you could call me a Homer. I watch, AAL football, because I have a vested interest now in the league, and I have seen the same problem Across all over the, the league. Um, and they need to fix it because it it takes people out of the game. When you're throwing a flag every play, it takes people out of the game on some level. Um, oh. Does that mean you have to let certain infractions go? Well, let them yeah. play. Yeah. Let them play. <laughs> it's disruptive. Like, let them play football a little exactly. bit. Exactly. It's disruptive to the flow. It really hurts both teams. Uh, Coach uh, James Stolt is saying, you know, it uh, in his comment here, he said it 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 hurts both teams, and I can't agree more because I mean it disrupts the flow. But in traditional outdoor football, at least when they throw a flag and they have to you know discuss and figure out what it is they're calling, the clock stops. So in the AAL rules, it's a running clock. So mm-hmm. not only are they disrupting the flow for both teams, they're also... I feel like they, well, and again... Really it's, taking it's, away from the game. Interfering with the game, exactly. Again, it's different in different games that I've watched. Um, some games they will wave and take an official timeout anytime they need to huddle up. That's not any better. Like, at least you're saving game time at that point. But uh, you're still stopping everything down. It's it's the look the reason people hate the NBA the people that do and I'm one of those people that's kind of out on the NBA it's not my favorite thing to watch and the reason for that is you're a Mavericks fan I mean well there's that <laughs> <laughs> and so for a few years it has that since 2011 when we won our um, just shot in the dark championship that we never should have won and I'll be first person to tell you there's no way that Maverick team should have beat that Heat team we mm-hmm. did. Um, and I'll, I'll take it. Miracles do happen. They do. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people in the NBA don't like that stars specifically don't get penalties called against them. Mm-hmm. Right. But let me be really honest with you. If you watched an NBA game where they called every foul that actually occurred, you would turn it off in the first quarter. Yeah. You would not watch because all you would watch is you would watch possession of the ball bounce back and forth on whistles for about five minutes, and then you would watch uh, free throws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be because there is some sort of infraction happening on every play in the NBA. So, so 
somewhere. You can say, well, stars get all the calls or don't get the calls put against them. Well, some, something has to give. Uh, sports is entertainment, and yes. it needs to be entertaining. And when you're throwing a flag on every single play, you are, you are taking the entertainment out of the game. You're taking yeah. that element away. Uh, yeah, I like that comment by James. What did he say? Running clock, and we still somehow – how do we do that? We still manage to have three or four hour games. Right. Well, that, and again, that's because officials are stopping. And again, this is not just our games. This is not against the gunslingers. If you're in the uh, American Arena League offices, there are easy ways to do this. The easiest way to do it is to present uh, or to put together and produce about a 25 minute video of the biggest differences or the biggest changes or um, you know, different rules, because there are. There's some different things about indoor football as opposed to outdoor football where you're getting most of your officials from or um, things specifically in the AAL rule book that you need to highlight. Just like every league year the NFL goes in and says these are points of emphasis, there are points of emphasis that 11-man referees need to know coming into your game. Yeah. And so all you have to do is produce a little 25- to 30-minute video and require your officials to sign off on that before you pay them. Right, that's true. I mean, Before like, they officiate a game. Like a CEO. And at least they will have a little more information. I get that you can't hire full-time inter- officials. I get that you're not hiring the best top-level NFL official. I get all of that. I understand that. I get where we are in football, but there are ways to handle the problems that you have in your league. Handle them. Um, because it's taking people out of the game and it's causing issues. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that needs to be the end of my soapbox. It probably does because um, we could <laughs> we could all really because um, there are some great things about the American Arena League. Mm-hmm. the The running clock up to the final minute of the quarter or half is it half? The final minute of the of the half. Yes. Okay. Um, and then the rules for the clock management at the end of the half are some of my favorite things in football. I wish it would make its way through all levels positive of football. Positive yards, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, requiring positive yards to keep the clock running. Uh, eliminating the kneel down is one of the most important things that I think football could do to make it make the sport better. You hate that. I do. I hate the kneel down, and I, I love the idea of still having to do something to keep the clock running, still having to accomplish something to keep the clock running if that's what you want. So fix it because there's good things about your league and you've got a lot of football fans in uh, all over the country now. Here mm-hmm. in Texas, all the way up the East Coast, uh, over in Chicago, you've got lots of uh, football fans and you've got potential for more in the communities that you're dealing with. But I guarantee you're going to hit your head on a ceiling if you don't fix your officiating. Right. You're going to have problems if you don't fi- finish fi- fix the officiating. It's a problem, yes. It, it's an issue, and it's an issue in every game I've watched. I've watched games in Mississippi. I've watched games in Chicago. I've watched games, yeah, at just all the time. Yep. Uh, flags hitting the field and then taking 20 and 30 and 40 seconds and two minutes to talk about what the flag is and how to adjudicate it. They need to know what they're doing better. Right. That's the thing that And that's on the lead. That aggravates me the most when they're just there talking and talking and talking. Make a decision and go with it. Um, Austin, uh, and we talked about this in the first game. Um, it was very obvious in the second game. It, it wasn't as, there's not things you can point to in the same way, but they just don't go away. Like there's no point where you can feel like you've put Austin away. No, they don't. Yeah. They, they, there's no quitting them. And that's, and that's gonna, that's gonna end up being 
better for them as the season goes on. I'll tell you, I'm very glad that we were their first two games because I really think they have potential once they figure out their identity a little bit mm-hmm. to be really good. So I'm kind of glad we got them. We got them early. Um, I see this a lot in high school football a couple of years ago, or la- no, this last year that we played. Uh, Lavernia played Navarro, and we were their first game of the season coming off COVID issues. Oh, gosh. Hmm. And so we won. We beat them. We beat them pretty severely, if I remember correctly. Navarro went on to be a very good team. We were just lucky that we got them earlier in the, early in the schedule, and I feel like Austin's that kind of team too, where I think we're kind of lucky we got them early in the schedule because once they figure out um, some of the things they want to do, and some of their identity and who they are and what weapons they have because they've got some they've got some good guys. Uh, Darius Dorsey uh, bears mentioning that he got injured. Yes, uh, I my think understanding I read it was a concussion. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, I'm no doctor. I don't know, but that's what I hear is that he, he sustained a concussion. Um, I think he's okay. I think he went yeah, into con- concussion protocol and he's going to be okay. I know that was a scary moment for. A lot of folks, and we didn't have a lot of information during the game because it's always scary when they're carrying the player off the field. No anytime, matter what. Yeah. it doesn't matter what uniform they're wearing in, at yeah. that point anymore. Yeah. Um, that's a scary moment. Uh, one of the things that drove me crazy and and makes me hate the Philadelphia Eagles fan base more than anything was uh, when they the, no, they cheered when Michael Irvin went down on the field. Once. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, in fact, it was, it, it, it was the play that ended his career. Mm. But he was laying on the field in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia Eagles fans cheered. And that's, not, okay. that's, that's got Uncalled nothing to do with football Uncalled. anymore. Uncalled. Like, yeah, yeah, that's got nothing to do with football anymore. Hey, Jeremy. Yeah. What's up? Jeremy Knox checking in. So, uh, Jeremy. Now, like, the Wild is considered a, a tra- yeah. they're considered a travel team, right? And it's just because they don't have a home field? That's correct. They don't have a place to play there in Austin this season because of uh, COVID restrictions. And but weren't they a travel team last year also? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, so, let's do this. Let's take a break here. Um, we're going to take care of our sponsors. We're going to get a drink and, uh, we'll stay here on Facebook live for a minute and talk to you guys. Um, uh, but we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. And then we want to talk a little bit about the upcoming game because there's oh, a big yeah. game coming up. Actually, the enemy. let's hold that off. Let's wait for the third okay. to do that one. Let's talk about some around the AAL kind of stuff. Although we kind of already started there because I, think I had something to say about the officials. Did I say that yet? The soapbox? Uh, that was, I think that was <laughs> yeah. most of the first segment. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Smoking Guns Podcast. Stick with us. Smoking Guns Podcast is excited to partner with JD's Bar and Grill. We got out there yeah. a couple of Woo-hoo! weeks ago. Yeah. Spent some time there, recorded yeah. an episode we there. Had fun. Lots um, of fun. Had a blast. You can go listen to that episode right now. It's the last one on the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. The one just before this, uh, if you haven't gotten a chance. And uh, once you hear that, then you need to go out to JD's Bar and Grill. Sure do. Get you some drinks. Nice Get you drinks. some food. Uh, enjoy your time at JD's Bar and Grill. JD's Sports Bar is what the sign says. They are at 2000 Southeast Loop 410 Suite 101. They're in the... Uh, they, they're at the Rigsby exit of 410. Yep. Um, on the Walmart side yep. of the right next to the security service. Yeah. Yep. Right across the street. Yeah. Right next to or across from 
uh, security services. There's a Dollar Tree over there. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. You're like, you'll find it. If you're looking for it and you know what oh, you're yeah. doing, you'll find it because they're right there on the end, right next to 410. Yep. Uh, great place. Plenty of parking. Plenty of parking. Nice big place. Tons of TVs so that you can watch your major league baseball game that you're wanting to watch or is there other sports basketball? going on? Oh, yeah. There's basketball going on right now, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Uh, the NBA going on. Lots of places for you to watch your favorite sports. They got pool tables. They got dart boards. They've got drink specials all the time, food specials. They have live music. Nice people oh, there. Yeah. 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 Great nice. people. Great servers. Get out there. Um, tell them that the you, you heard about it here on our show so that they know that their money's being well spent. That's right. And we'll try to do something again out there pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, for sure. I love uh, it. JD's Bar and Grill, once again, 2000 Southeast uh, Loop 410. That's a Rigsby exit, Suite 101. Go check out JD's uh, Bar and Grill next time you need to wet your whistle and mm-hmm. watch a uh, Spurs game. That's right. And you're not going to go all the way into AT&T Center. That's right. Head over to JD's Bar and Grill and enjoy them. We... We are so happy to have them as sponsors of the show. Thank you. Somebody else has been a sponsor of the show for a long time since we really started. It's Chris mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. Sarah out at teardroppepperCompany.com. Chris made it out to the second wild game. Mm-hmm. We got a chance yep. to see him, and he had the baby with him. What's the baby's uh, name? Carmela. So Carmela. Cute. Really cute. Uh, he was pulling dad duty and selling teardrop pepper, wow. uh, teardrop pepper coat sauce. Uh, go try this stuff. If you haven't had a chance to try it out in the last two games, he's been there. Mm-hmm. He's been offering samples. It is amazing. He's got his Golden Habanero, mm-hmm. his Supreme Serrano. Both of them are excellent. You can go online to teardroppepperco.com. That's right. Do it right now. You can use the offer code ARENA, A-R-E-N-A. Mm-hmm. Save 10% on your order, and you can get that stuff shipped out to you. He ships it fast. He, uh, he'll he get it out to you, and, and you want to order plenty. That's right. Yep. Like, don't just order a few bottles. uh, And don't wait for him to be back in town. Like, he's been at the last two games, but don't just be like, hey, I'll pick it up next time he's out of the game because he may not make it out to every game. We don't know when he's going to make it back, Um, right? He's going to try to make it out to as many games as he can. He was telling us that he wants, but he's he's a dad of a brand-new baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And his wife travels some for work. So Mm -hmm. she was traveling this time, and he brought the baby out. There's no guarantee that's going to happen next time. Come no. on, people. Just order. If Help him out. come out there with the baby, <laughs> right? Uh, and it was great to spend some time with him. He is enjoying being a part. You know, he said that the Austin Wild has reached out to him and said, hey, you oh, should sponsor yeah. our team as well. What? No way. How dare they? Uh, yeah. yeah. He said no. He's, he said no. Yeah, he's, he's a gunslinger Austin. guy. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, he's a gunslinger. That's right. Uh, so he's part of the gunslinger family. So we want to support him, and you know what? You can't go wrong ordering his stuff. I'm not asking you to buy a product just to support somebody that you're never going to use. You're going to use this stuff. You will enjoy it, yes. And he's involved. He comes to the game. Yeah, it's incredible. So go to teardroppeppergo.com. Use the Africa to Arena. Save 10%. Follow him. Follow them on the social media mm-hmm. uh, so that you can. He was telling us about another flavor he's already working on. <gasps> already? Another one coming up. Already yeah. working on a third flavor. A and new you dad, be, and he's mm-hmm. already working on a third one? For wow. Those that he is really working like... through, my understanding from what he said is he's working through all of the, because you got to have everything approved oh. to be able to sell it and to be able to make money on it. It's got to be approved through certain channels. He's mm-hmm. working on doing that right now. And uh, so a third, and, and you're going to want to know when that happens. So follow him at Teardrop Pepper Co. on all the social medias, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, and then go to teardroppepperco.com, order your stuff, 
and uh, put it on everything. Everything. He'll make some more. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, R.C. Woods, Leo Yama, sitting around the table talking about football. We just spent an extended time talking about some NFL issues and some history of the NFL. Yeah. Um, greatest players. Greatest and players. And, and we talked about Peyton Manning and Quitters, Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith. If you want that conversation, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed and you're like, wait, I want to hear that conversation, it's on our uh, Facebook, page. Facebook page. You can go listen to all of that conversation. Um, but uh, you missed it. If you're listening to the podcast, you missed it because you weren't with us live. Now go back and listen to it later. Uh, <laughs> greatest gunslingers players of all time. All of them. Uh, <laughs> They are all the greatest right. at their positions. Yeah, right. because, because it's the first season. Yeah. You can definitely make that argument. We can make that argument. Uh, let's talk a little bit about gunslingers, because we talked a lot about Austin, and we talked a lot about the third team on the field, the referees. Boo, they suck. Yeah, they're my least favorite team right now in the <laughs> AAL. So are they 4 If you hadn't put that together. Well, <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the gunslingers. Who is, who is imp- We're halfway through the season now, believe it or not. Um, who has impressed you? So far, both of you. Who wants to go first? You want to go first, Liam? I can go first. Okay, I'll go second. Uh, um, I mean, there's been uh, guys have had different moments in different spots through throughout the games. For but sure, but the there's got to be folks that you were like, I had no idea that they were going to show out the way they did. Yeah, yeah. No, I I got to give it to the defensive backs. Um, okay, those guys back there. Um, so you're talking about Darius Banks. You're Banks talking about and uh, Ali. Yeah, Jaleel, uh, Jaleel Ali, yep. uh, Island Ali, as yeah. they call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, those guys have been really solid. Cody Brooks mm-hmm. has been really, really impressive each and every game. I think if you're one of, like, consistent, the one consistent guy that I've been, like, every single game, there's been at least one or two plays where I've been watching up there and gone, ooh. Yeah. It was Cody Brooks. Yeah, like, if number plays. eight. Remind me, like you've watched just as much gunslingers football as I have. If eight gets a hand on you as a quarterback, you're going down, right? Like nobody slipped his grip, have they? Not that I can recall. Yeah, I don't remember any. Like if he gets his hands on you, you're coming down. You're going down. You need to get rid of that ball because you're about to go down. Yeah, Uh, for sure. So for sure, (laughs) there it is again. Um, Yeah, so I, I would I would have to say uh, Cody Brooks as far as consistently, although those DBs nothing to take away because they've been pretty consistent too. It's just been who's been coming up in the clutch. Defensive coordinator James Stoltz checking in on Facebook Live. Uh, you've talked about his defensive backs. You've talked about his linebackers. He says, "Hey, don't sleep on that D line." Yeah, because Eric and Jonathan both have seven sacks or more. Um, yeah, and they've I been mean, playing incredibly well too. Jonathan Taylor and Eric England. Both uh, getting some disruption in the backfield. Um, certainly, the first half of that wild, that first wild game, man, that was just that was that was fun to watch. If you were a Gunslingers fan, probably not as fun to watch that first half if you were a an Austin Wild fan because Carl Robinson just couldn't he couldn't do anything. He could not set up and find anything down the field. He didn't have time. Yeah, no, and he. You know he's a scram. You know, he's a runner by design. Like he by his skill set, he right. he he likes to take off and run. We we critiqued him a little bit, and I think everybody noticed that he tends to uh, key in on his primary receiver, and then that's it, and then he's done. He's got to run. Right. Um, so I think a lot of that leads to some of those sacks. So not taking anything away uh, from those D linemen, uh, but uh, 
keeping keeping the keeping those wide receivers in check and guarding them, especially in this type of game, that mm-hmm. takes a lot of effort and a lot of skill. So um, that's why I called them out first. But besides the D line, but the entire the entire defense we've said over and over again has been very very impressive. Good job to uh, James Stolt on that. Yeah, the defense has looked really, really good. Um, On the offensive side of the ball, Lorenzo mentioned number 88. That would be your boy. Yeah. Talk about (laughs) (laughs) This is your opportunity. Well, I've talked a lot about Joey Fisher. For Joey Fisher, (laughs) I'm giving you a chance to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I told you when, when I saw him in practice and he's come out on the field and, you know, the last couple of times he's he's shown, you know, he's big, uh, good hands. Uh, he's uh, fast, strong. So, I mean, he's definitely a weapon. They've got a lot of weapons at, at wide receiver. Yeah, um, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking you of- can never have too many uh-huh. weapons, I don't think, but... It feels like there are guys, like I can't imagine, you have to have a set of guys as your weapons on this team that are selfless because there's going to be days that they don't touch the ball that much because somebody else is just playing great. Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, for me, um, the player that stands out, just because he doesn't, for me, look like the typical football player, Bustamante. I mean, he gives 110%, and you half the time I don't even see him on the field. I mean, he's so fast. So I was going to actually mention, like, who are players that you can't wait to see in the second half show out because you know they have some ability, but you just haven't seen as much from them as you may have hoped, and Chris would have been on that list for me. Oh, okay. Like, I think Chris is um, a scary weapon. Mm-hmm. He's got speed and toughness that I don't think you find in guys his size very right. often. His size right. is yeah. very, you know, um, misleading. But I'll, I'll be really honest with you, I don't think i've seen and i I really honestly think and uh, coach herb could uh maybe get mad at me for saying this i hope he doesn't i don't think that they found a way on the offensive side to use him really really well yet like i think there is a way to do it i'm not sure they've hit on it yet okay um and then the other player that I, for me... The offense is a work in progress. So, oh, sorry, sorry, I was just finishing that thought. Yeah, well, let's talk about... No, so for me, it's Manning. And the reason I say that is because I've seen him in practice, and I see how high and how far he can kick that ball, but yet he's able to keep it in restraints in, in the arena. I don't know how you do that as a player. Like, you know you have the power and the strength to, you know, do it three, two or three times further, but you don't. Yeah, Manny is an interesting uh, guy for a couple of different reasons. We didn't get to see him for the first two games. Right. Because you had to go get, get married. married. Honeymoon, or whatever. Something. Um, and that was more important <laughs> than playing football for something. No, Manny, seriously. Congratulations. Don't, don't hurt me. Um, <laughs> but uh, he has got an amazing leg. Yes, he does. And unfortunately, because of where we play, which, hey, everybody's got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, opposing kickers have to deal with it. So does Manny. Um, You don't get to see some of what he's capable of. Like, we've seen him at practice. Oh, yeah. Do amazing things. Amazing, amazing. And he just can't do that the same way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lorenzo Carrion said a little while ago that uh, he, he commented... Uh, number 15 so he's he's talking about Khalil Rashad mm. I mean that just goes to prove my point that it's hard to single out any one right. person because there's just been so many different moments right and he said Rashad's been you know Khalil's been amazing uh at times and then 
after that amazing performance in the very first game, mm-hmm. you can see he's being double teamed after that because right. defenses are keying on the guy. So, uh, but with the the deep wide receiving crew that that the Gunslingers have, they've been able to you know capitalize on being so deep at that position. Yeah, hey, Lorenzo's my dance partner. I missed him on Monday. Yeah, that's for you, Lorenzo. And he was talking about you talking about somebody's restaurant on Old Highway ninety. You know oh yeah! About? Remember we went to um, Golfo de Mexico. Golfo that's de that's Mexico. my sister in law's right. restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Lily's a sister. We yeah, did a couple of shows from Elizabeth. there. A couple of was it last summer or the summer before? Yeah, yeah. We went over there and did oh, a yeah, show yeah, with John. Y'all were, uh, yeah, with John, y'all were yeah. doing the command post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sans Philip. Back when Philip had to quit, we we're doing the uh, we college you. football stuff. Yep. yep. Uh, I watched some of that. That was cool. It was a good yep. time. So. Uh, let me ask that question. Chris would be in that list of, of folks that you haven't seen what you thought you might have yet. And you're really interested to see them just kind of ball out in the second half or, or figure things out or get things going. Chris would certainly be on that list. I have some other players too. Um, how about you, Leo? Anybody you can think of that you, you feel like they've got another gear you haven't seen yet. You're excited to see that happen over the second half of the season. Um, it's really going to depend on game situations, but I would, uh, I would definitely agree with you with uh, boost mm-hmm. boost Um, I'm going to pull the same guy uh, again and, and say, um, um, Joey Fisher, sure. because I don't think he's being used as much as he can be used because of the skill set that he has. Um, and then, uh, I would say, um, uh, fullback, his name is escaping me right Lee. now. Yeah, Callaway, Callaway Lee, Lee um, definitely can be used uh, a little more uh, down the stretch, you know, wear down some defenses. Um, I, I see why he's not used more, though, in this type of game, arena, you know, yeah, arena football. But so much is going on right at the line, and you only have three to four people in that area. It's such a small area anyway. It's hard to find a hole to run through, some of those kind of things. Did we already talk about J.B. Butler? Uh, not yeah. yet. Yeah, I like uh, him too. I, I have to mention Hector brought up a good one, Cam Johnson. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, Cam's been quiet, and we know what he's capable of. We've seen it. Yes, um, we have in practice. Just not during game time, so I'm really interested to see. I'll tell you, um, I am interested to see how things finish. Well, then put him on that side of the ball, James. James says Callaway has an amazing pass. Well, they have, and the time they've Get put him, him in there, there he's yeah. been effective, yes, for sure. Uh, what I love about Callaway Lee is one guy's not going to bring him down. Like, when, he, when no. he carries the ball, it's going to take a couple of guys, at the very least, to bring him down. He does not go down on the first hit, and I love that. There's a lot of great guys. Um, I really would like to see how the second half of this season works out for David Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because so, let's be really, I'm going to be really honest with you, David, and I know you listen, and I hope I don't tick you off. Um, you had a rough first game. You looked really good in the next two games. You've regressed in these two games against Austin. And maybe that's the Austin defense. Maybe they had something figured out. Maybe, I, I don't know what it was. And anybody that was expecting, um, you know, it just him to get better and better and better and better all the time, that'd be great. But that's not usually how anybody works. Usually you have periods of getting better and regression um, and he's done what he needs to do to win the games. And that's the most important thing, but I'm really interested to see he, everything just kind of click for him. It was starting to do that in Mississippi. Um, 
I felt well, like I think Mississippi was his best game. The offense it? was really out of sync at points in this in this last game, especially in the second half. I mean, there were times where you could see there was some confusion pre-snap while they're lining up. I, I mean, there were arguments well, between Coach Q and and uh, and Cheeto, yep. you know, on that one play, and there just seemed really out of sync. That some of that goes on on the quarterback shoulders, but not all of it. I mean, maybe if somebody wants to chime in and and has a, a little, you know, inside information on on why the offense just seemed they just seemed a little bit off. But I, I do, I do see why you would say what you're saying and why people would. I'm not going to disagree that. You know, he didn't have his best game the last game, talking about David Olvera still. Right. Um, I had a conversation with um, with Jonas, actually, about David. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And he, and, and it made me think about our, our our show where we were talking about and comparing quarterbacks to, like, what their game would be. Right. Because he's the Brad Johnson. Yeah, he was the Brad Johnson, <laughs> which he didn't like. <laughs> um, uh, what the Jonas called him the gunslinger. He he said, you know, David Olvera reminded him of the gunslinger, where you're gonna he's gonna make some great throws, which he has made some great plays. You know, mm-hmm. uh, throwing the ball where you looked at like, wow, that was a great pass. Uh, you know, the receiver. That's also really good plays by the receiver. But sure. um, you take the bad with some of the good because he's made some questionable throws, questionable decisions. And he said that's just kind of what comes with the territory when you have a guy that's willing to take some risks right. out there. Um, and I couldn't disagree with that. Well, and I saw some things in the game, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, the coaches can tell me they will. They're not afraid to tell me anything. Um, I saw moments in this last game where they may have uh, needed to trust David Moore to play his game. Uh-huh. Like, they need to take the training wheels a little bit off a little bit and say, we trust you. And realize that that trust is going to be um, so, sometimes he is going to make that bad decision because th- those kind of quarterbacks do that from time to time. Um, but there were moments, and I saw David get very frustrated a couple of times with coaches, and I saw him come back to the sidelines yeah. at one point and say, I saw it, leave me alone. Um, they were telling him about some sort of coverage or some sort of package that they didn't think he saw, and he said, I saw it. Y'all need to let, y- leave me alone. Let me do my job. Let me do what you're 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 letting me do. So maybe they need to take training wheels off of him a little bit, and trust him a little more. Um, that could be it. But I, I would. I, I'm excited to see the second half of the season and see yeah. how it looks for David because I think he's got potential to be a really solid uh, leader for the team and quarterback for the team. At this point, there is not necessarily a number two behind him. Like we have some guys that can play quarterback, mm-hmm. but Nate Mace has moved on. Um, and they haven't really replaced that yet. I think they're working on it yet. Yeah. So he's the guy. Um, yeah. Lamar Brooks says it's footwork. That's his explanation. Uh, Jeremy says, what happens if David gets hurt? Well, we do yeah. have some guys that are capable of uh, stepping in stepping in, and, and taking care of things. And then there would be a scramble for uh, the next game, I think, to figure out what you're doing at that position. But we have uh, Armand Lott. Mm-hmm. Started out as a quarterback he for sure this did. team. And then the other receiver that is uh, has some quarterback experience is? I don't recall. Oh, he had the big game in um, Mississippi. Mississippi. Number nine. Can't think of his name right now. Nico. Nico Thomas. Yeah, okay. Nico Thomas yes. has some time at quarterback, too. Now, I've noticed yeah. that um, Patrick Hart is watching, but he hasn't made any more comments. So, Patrick, if you're listening, watching, make a comment. 
Coach Q says, I will say I trust David to back him. Good. Good. Yeah, great. Good. Uh, make sure he knows that because uh, I saw some frustration. And, I mean, I'm just sitting up right over your guys' shoulders. So, um, I'm seeing what I'm seeing, and maybe I'm seeing things wrong. But it, it felt like he felt a little frustrated and maybe felt like you guys didn't trust him a whole bunch. So, make sure you know. Make sure he knows that you trust him and uh, that it's his – he's the leader. Well, like I said, th- there was – they were definitely out of sync. There was something going on and it was mental. It was pre-snap, you know, right. uh, uh, you could see it and, and that, that gets under people's skin and it could lead to, you know, what you saw, that type of exchange. Right. Um, just Which, because, hey, passionate yeah. guys that yell yeah, on the sideline, sure. I got nothing wrong with that. Like there's a point where I will have a problem with that, but I got no issue with guys that are passionate or excited about, uh, playing football or passionate about what they're doing in their job. Um, in fact, I like those guys a lot better than the quiet guys. Not that there's anything wrong with the quiet guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just different, but I like seeing that passion. Um, I, I'm really excited to see what David's going to do going forward through the rest of the season. Yeah. Like we said, it's a work in progress. And once they get clicking on all cylinders with all the weapons they have, mm-hmm. it can be really with as stout as the defense has been. And then you add the full potential of this offense with the talent they have on that side of the ball. I mean, Look out, North Texas. Look out, everybody That's in right. the AAL. We definitely right. have a lot of a, ta- a lot of talent. Speaking of people around the AAL, so we've talked a little bit about gunslingers. I want to talk a little bit about some things going on in the American Arena League that don't have to do with officials, because I think I mentioned something about officials earlier. Just Did you tag. remind me? Just a tag. Did you? I think you uh, said they suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I used those words, but it certainly came down. That's a much more succinct way to put what I said. They're on their own team. Uh Let's talk a little bit about some things that went on in the AAL that uh, you may not be aware of. If you watch a broadcast, we mentioned it, but I really want to kind of drill down on a little bit um, and maybe get some of you guys on Facebook Live's uh, opinions on this too. The two nights before we played Austin the second time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was it two nights? No, it was the night before. The night before. On Sunday Sunday night. night. Sunday night. The El Paso, I'm sorry, West Texas Buccaneers travel out to Fort Worth to yep. play the North Texas Bulls. They got a red field out there, which congratulations. I love the fact that you have a field that you're proud of, and it's a good-looking field. I hate weird colored turf. <laughs> like I don't like the gray bad. turfs. It's not bad. I don't like the red turfs. I don't like the blue turfs. I certainly didn't like one blue turf I saw this year. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. But uh, The patchwork. Uh, they have a red field and then they have some dasher boards that I'm really a big fan of because they're inflatable dasher boards. The blow up, blow up ones. Uh, I think that the setup and the know. safety sides of those are really good. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Leo is not. He doesn't like it at all, actually. I don't like them. It's, it's football. It's like replacing the shoulder pads with floaties you know <laughs> that's just kind of the sense like you're softening up things too much no. and then not to mention you you're supposed to have fans right on the other side of those dasher boards right you can't do that with those inflatable dasher boards Why? because the they they much much like the el paso offensive line <laughs> just fall right over and, <laughs> and back and they'll just roll over onto the fans uh, you know it 
I, I didn't like them. I, like, I, I, just, I like our dashers. They kind of get people more involved for team when, no they, soft. when they crash into them. And <laughs> people are flying all over the place. Parents are trying to save their kids from being destroyed. Yeah, I no. like it. I mean, I like it's them. It's fun. I, I think the safety issue or the safety aspect of them is amazing because you're not going to have anybody, um, you know, get a concussion from going into one of those walls. Like, that's not going to happen. I, I get that. I, I do. Um, and the ease of setup, like the fact that you just – you know, you just set your uh, your blower on it and blow it up. It's, it's going to take 10 minutes. Be easy. You know, sure. easy nothing. For sure. We'll get inflatable shoulder pads soon. Uh, <laughs> James Stoltz says our dasher boards are amazing. I like them. They're all right. I wish we could complete the, the full ringer. It the would stadium. be nice if they went all the way around the, the end zones. I but, I, say, but I understand what the issue is with it. And it just is what it is. Uh, but I would love to see it complete uh, all the way around. Ask Jeremy what he thinks yeah, of our Jeremy dashboard. Oh, yeah. Plenty of time he's on the, the dashboard. He's the one that saved his child. Jeremy, what would you think <laughs> of those floaty dashboard in front of you? There you go. I'd like to know. A lot of stuff, Jeremy. Um, so there was a football game. We were talking a lot about, and we're going to be out there, uh, we being the San Antonio Gunslingers. I assume we'll be out there. We'll see what happens. Uh, June 5th, I believe, is our game in North Texas. Mm-hmm. Final game of the season, regular season. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be a big game, and we're going to talk more about North Texas here in a minute. Uh, let's see. Hector says those inflatable dashers are supposed to be a Velcro together. And then they have the field placed on top of them. They didn't do that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, there was a game on that field, sort of. Uh, and when I say sort of, I mean, the North Texas Bulls took on a team that was wearing a, a, a group of guys that was wearing West Texas Buccaneers uniforms. But if that's the team they're running out there, I have questions. Why? It was like watching a high school team play a fifth grade team. Mm. It was. It was two different classes of football teams. Got it. Yeah. Um, to the point that we were uh, hanging out at the team dinner later that night with, or maybe it was the next day at the game, and I said something to Hector and Jason, and I'm like, hey, uh, when West Texas comes out here, why don't we let a couple of players go broadcast the game and activate me and Leo <laughs> because I, I, I know I'm way past any uh, athletic prowess I may have ever had. I think I can play against those guys. <laughs> okay. You heard it here first. Uh, I mean, uh, we're, we're not going to, uh, this is not going in. to happen. I didn't go that far. But <laughs> <laughs> Phillip's going in. I, I did Suit say up. at some, on some plays, it seemed like you could have just put a post on each end and tied a streamer across their offensive line have pre- had was not protection. Yeah. It just wasn't, it was not existent. In fact, their quarterback, uh, got hurt early in early. the game. Collarbone injury. Mm-hmm. It looked like, uh, the game uh, devolved into just a one-sided beatdown. Oh, that's right. And that's bad. I yeah, mean, it was, was 66 bad. to nothing, middle of the third quarter, and that's bad. And then, they and then things got worse. Then they called it, right? Uh, with So here's what happens. At 60 to nothing, uh, El Paso or West Texas throws an interception that turns into a pick six. The North Texas Bulls return the ball into the end zone and before they can set up for a, an extra point kick or a two-point conversion, mm-hmm. uh, West Texas players walk around with 531 left in the game. They shake hands with the North Texas Bulls players, and they walk off the field. They I know. Quit. That was horrible. They quit in the third quarter. And so this is what I want to drill down on a second for a second. This is professional football. You don't do that. Yes. 
This is professional football. Professional organization. People are playing to watch these People are paying. People are paying to paying, watch. Yeah. yeah. Did I say playing? I you did. Paying, yeah. You did. <laughs> um, well, some people are playing, but. This is professional football. This is not semi-pro football anymore. Mm-hmm. This is not uh, Madden with your big brother who is beating you all over the field. And so you hit the, you hit the uh, reset button <laughs> and turn right. off the system. That's not the way this is done. If you're getting beat 66 to nothing in the third quarter, guess what? Your, your job at that point is to keep them under 100, but you keep playing the game. Right. You yeah. don't stop in the third quarter of a football game. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think they cited uh, concern about, you know, further injuries or something, and I get that. But I don't. But that's you're, not you're, anybody's you're fault in, but yeah, your own fault. Exactly. You brought a team that wasn't ready to they play. They weren't prepared, yeah. Yeah. So and, and at some point, the other team should let off a little bit. Maybe, although that's not my so. job. My job so. is not to stop my True. team. Your job is to stop my team. Um, so maybe, I mean, maybe you start uh, putting in your backups, your second string, but uh, I mean, you know, you keep going. And at that point, I think North Texas was was smelling blood in the water and was going to go try to get that hundred. <laughs> they, may yeah, on them. Like, they may have. Go for it. Yeah, for sure. Because it was within, I, I'm going to tell you it was possible. Um, oh, yeah. It was possible. It could have happened. I agree. Uh, but to quit, to walk off the field, and, and all of this is, is behind another incident that I don't know that you can really blame them for. Uh, North Texas drove all the way out to West Texas a few weeks ago mm-hmm. yep. to have a football game. They arrived at the facility, and the facility was not playable. Um, it was There were some safety issues that had nothing to do with the field necessarily. It was actually some posts that were just outside of the field, but if a player got tackled – into dasher boards, he could have hurt himself. Ultimately, come in contact with a uh, looked like a, a five or six inch yeah. around still post. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you're talking about serious injury at that point, so it was deemed unplayable. What what the beams of the roof mm-hmm. are being supported by in in the Rose Palace? Right. That's what comes down right on the side where the dasher boards are in that venue. But. I, I, that is what it is. I mean, it sucks to have a team drive 10 hours or eight hours or whatever it was out oh, yeah. to El Paso and not be able to play a game. That's rough. It's more than that. Um, but on the other side of that, to walk off the field in the third quarter, uh, somebody said it best. When I told them the story about what happened, they said, that's exactly what used to happen when my big brother was beating me too bad on Madden and I just hit the reset button. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's Very what childish. that is. I quit because mm-hmm. you're beating me too bad. And, and to do it when they – it's not like they waited until the third quarter and it, they were down 75 to nothing and there's a whole fourth quarter left to play. At that point, I kind of get like, hey, we're, we're going to be done here. When they return a pick six on you and you don't even let them kick an extra point or go for two, that's pouting. Mm-hmm. That, that's not that's mm-hmm. not we concede the game. That's pouting. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Yeah, that's, yeah. Ex- that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Um, I was I – was, I hope we've done a lot of talking. I've done a lot of talking at the league today. Um, I hope there was some sort of ramification. They should have been fine for for that. West Texas um, based on that. And we are supposed to go out and play them in a couple of weeks. And I'll be really honest with you. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that that's going to happen. I mean, think about it. That was their first game right. because of the whole you know uh, venue issue, mm-hmm. and they went got spanked. And mm-hmm. then quit. 
So now they have to come back home and give fans a reason to pay money to come out and see their next game. Well, I, I wouldn't pay difficult. for that. And if you're a difficult. fan of that team, how do you pay your money to go watch that team? <laughs> if you're a player on that team, how do you show up and give your all in practice? You're all being right. what it is. I'm sure there's all kinds of turmoil and problems going on right um, now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot wrong with that uh, quote unquote franchise. But to quit was, it, that's unconscionable to me. Like all the other issues, bringing a team that wasn't prepared, getting, look, North Texas is really good. We're going to talk about them in the next yeah. segment yeah. a lot. Um, they're a really good football team. And yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. a really good football team and a really bad football team make for a really lousy game. Um, and that's what we were kind of seeing. Yeah. Which, it's professional football. You don't get to walk off the field just because you're not having a good time anymore. You take mm-hmm. your lumps, and if you get beat by 100, you get beat by 100. That's just the way it is. Um, I, I was pretty frustrated. I, I was The more I think about it and the more I've thought about it, it was funny at first, and then I, I really started getting upset about it. I told Jason and Hector that night when I found out what had happened because I drove over to the team dinner, I said, look, if we drive somewhere eight hours and get beat 66 to nothing, I'm not going to be happy. If we drive somewhere and get beat 66 to nothing, you guys quit in the third quarter, you need a new podcast guy because I can't defend that kind of behavior. There's nothing I could say on a show that makes that okay. Like, there's nothing we could say. Uh, I have a question. I get that. Go for it. When you said that um, if you could come in and play for the um, gunslingers, what position would you pay? Play? I I think in, my in preferred mind. position would be. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, Leo the same question. You're talking too. about that O line, so I'm assuming D line um, against those guys. <laughs> that you're, I think it would be clipboard holder. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. against West Texas, I think yeah. it would be like D line. I might even give me a sack. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm joking. I, I know couldn't, you are. I couldn't, but, I, I, but I'm just, not conditioned to the point where because, I could play. What position would you want to play? <laughs> fullback. Uh, coach Q says fullback. I coach. I love that. You think that, um, I love that. You think I would even be capable of that. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly like coach is joking. Um, I sure hope, but, uh, <laughs> I've always felt like if I could play anything, um, it probably would have been some sort of behind the line running back sort of position, fullback or or a running back kind of position. Coach um, Q called it. I've I've always had was not anymore now that I'm reaching uh, past forty, but oh, I used to have a really good balance. Like balance and being <laughs> able to stay up is something you need as a running back um, because sometimes you run in. Sometimes you're not always running in an upright position, but you still got to keep move, moving forward and you can't go down. Um, and I've always had a little bit of a capability, at least until I, you know, now that I'm 40, I don't know how that would work out. Um, but that's about, you know, I don't know. Okay. How about you, Leo? Hold on. Why, why do we ask? I didn't say it. <laughs> I, I did not make that statement. But if you could play for the gunslingers, what position would you play? Um, what position do I qualify for being fat, having bad knees? Um, minus all that, like, minus, oh, all, minus that. all, Oh, you know, like if you were fit, so and back in the day, go, back in the day and there were tryouts for the gunslingers, what position would you trial for back in the day? Okay. This, this is not a lie back in the day. Um, I was, uh, I was actually, uh, 
told that I would make a really good um, tight end or offensive lineman in high school. I can see that. And uh, I told you my story about playing and then not playing and why I didn't play. Um, But when they were trying to talk me into playing, that was their plan for me, making me either a lineman or a tight end because I had good hands. Uh, Coach Coach Q would put you on the D-line. You oh, put okay. me on the D line. That's what it seems like he says. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like more fun to me because I could be nasty. Okay. But, you know. Nasty. We got to take a break in a minute, but uh, since she did it to us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Head cheerleader. <laughs> Head cheerleader. That's right. Wow. Not uh, just a cheerleader. But the head, cheer, head cheerleader. Head cheerleader. You notice right. neither of us had quarterback. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you had the chance. Oh, I don't want to be quarterback. Heck no. <laughs> I think you Big would, props you would to you, so, David. You would get mad at everybody if you were a quarterback. I get mad at everybody anyway. I, know, I get mad at everybody as a broadcaster. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break real quick, <laughs> and we'll be back right after this. We're going to talk some about uh, North Texas coming to town here in just seven days. Yay! Um, and we're going to talk about that and what we expect to see, what we hope to see. Stick with us right now, uh, right here. Uh, Smoking Guns Podcast will be right back after this. Smoking Guns Podcast is excited to offer you an opportunity to be part of the team. That's right. We need you. We need you to be part. Our team is growing, but we have room for you right now. Definitely have room for you. There's a couple of different ways you can join the team. You can go spend five and six hours at the game working like we do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I don't know how many of those slots we have available, but we could certainly have you pull some cable and we could have you you, um, do some of that kind of stuff. Or... You can do it way easier. You can join our team on Patreon. Easy breezing. Go to www.patreon.com slash smoking guns pod. That's smoking no G guns with a Z P O D and support the show at the $5, $10 or $20 level. Really easy. They, uh, they set you up. It comes out each month. Don't even notice it. Yeah, you don't, you really don't. I'm supporting a couple of different artists and things on Patreon. I don't even notice it when Mm -hmm. it goes. Um, and you can support us on Patreon. We will give you a mention in the show. That's right. We'll yep. give you priority when it comes to SpeakPipe. We'll get you news and information as we have it. We haven't had a lot of that that mm-hmm. hasn't gone out immediately to everybody. But as we get that information, you'll be the first one to know. More than that, you'll be helping us make the show go, and you'll be a huge part of our team. That's right. Yes. Uh, we, we need you. Go to www.patreon.com slash pod. Sign up if you're able. And... uh Come be part of our team. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philippine Malam, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods, sitting around the table talking about AAL football and the gunslingers. Um, we talked a little bit about West Texas and North Texas, and uh, we're going to talk some more about North Texas in a minute. I did want to talk about our friends out in Mississippi. We're going to see them one more time. We've been out there. We played yeah. them. We beat them. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I mean, just for, you know, let's be factual. We won. Um, They've done pretty well since then. They have. Yeah. They're playing pretty good football. However, uh, they didn't get to play a game this week. They were set no. up to play the Tampa Tornadoes. Tampa was coming into Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Tampa got COVID. Yep. They Apparently, had, just like the whole team. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, multiple players. That's, yeah, That's the most information. And so they had to cancel the game. At which, the same time. Which <laughs> is what it is. We live in a COVID world. We've had this conversation on the show. Right. But, over and over again. But 
they canceled the game with about two hours before game time. Yeah, a little less. That's very inconsiderate. Um, that was rough because they've got expenses. Uh, time. Yeah, I mean they've got they they they've got people heading their way to the facility to watch a game yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be too harsh because. I mean, look, we met, we met. The, oh, yeah. You know, we, no, they're, they're great people. I, I liked the organization yeah, for the most part. That, that organization, um, I can't say anything negative other than the name they chose because I just don't, don't like, like the name. Don't like the Raiders. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Not our experience there was, was uh, top notch. They, they were, you know, they were more than welcoming. They were, they were very yeah. nice people. Um, but at, at this level, and I know this doesn't make a lot of people feel any better, and I know it doesn't really excuse being that late uh, to announce um, canceling the game. But at this level, you know, no, we, we talk about all the time, we talk about the gunslingers ownership not being, you know, wealthy uh, mm-hmm. millionaires. Right. For they're, sure. They're working class, blue collar, you know, people just like us. They are. Um, and that goes, that, that goes the same for a lot of the organizations, if not all of them in the AAL. And that's, that's, I would, from what I know, I think that's the case here in this in this. Uh, I would imagine so. This yeah. organization as well, and taking a financial hit of losing even just a game that is that'd be big. I mean, you it's could a ask, big thing. You could ask Hector or Jason and say, "Hey, if if just one of your games didn't happen, in fact, I, you know, I know there's uh, some concern about. We talked in the last segment about West Texas and whether mm-hmm. they're even going to continue on, right? Because there's a rumor out there that they may be done." Yeah, um, like they they may have to just. I think they probably ought to be but waylay I mean, the rest of the season, and in that case, uh, I will tell you right now, Gunslingers fans, don't stress about don't stress right now about that home game that West Texas was supposed to come here because uh, they're 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 looking to fill that spot with somebody, with somebody because they can't take that hit. And right, Mississippi was in the same boat. I feel like where yeah. they can't take that hit, and they were trying. To put something together. Yeah, really hard. And I can understand why it would take them that long, why they're trying absolutely every possibility to try and make a game happen. For sure. But uh, it's still difficult to accept that you do that all the way up until almost the last hour like that and then have fans, especially visiting fans, coming from, you know, traveling from other places. Yeah, that's rough. And my understanding is that the game was canceled based on what I saw, not postponed. So that will go as a forfeit win for Mississippi if they follow the same rules rules that they followed for the North Texas-West Texas game Mm -hmm. out in West Texas. Um, So that's around the AL and the folks that we deal with or will see uh, we should see West Texas. We should see Mississippi uh, coming into yeah, the Rose Palace. Uh, we will see the North Texas Bulls here in about seven days. The enemy, uh, the North Texas Bulls. This is a big game. Huge. This is a Huge big, game. big game. Yes. People uh, need to be there for this game. If there's any sure. game so far this right. season to pack the palace, this is it. Get butts in those seats. Listen tell everyone. I, I said, I put a post out there. I said, tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. And I mean it. Oh like, gosh. tell people. He's hitting the table, people. My <laughs> gosh. He's literally pounding the table. I almost see like Philip over here. Right? I see two Phillips. <laughs> I mean, this, this is a, a it's huge, huge game. It is. We yeah. really need your support. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I uh, love our team. I love what we got going on. I will tell you that if we drop this game... The idea of winning the division is going to be tough. Really tough. 
in fact, I would say it may be out of our ability to do unless something just really crazy happens. Um, Winning the division, yes. Making the playoffs, not necessarily. So here's our understanding, and we are learning as we go. Um, but our understanding is in the AL, four teams will make the playoffs. Right. I would assume that means three division winners and one wild card team who has the best record outside of those three. Right. Mm-hmm. Which means uh, you lose this game, and you're going to finish with at least two losses. So you've got to hope every other team in the AAL has two or more losses. Um, and that's then you're putting – I never like putting my playoff chances in other people's hands. That's true. Like right. I want to be in control. Control uh, your own destiny. The way you do that is, is you beat North Texas on Monday night. That's right. That's going to be a tall order. Well, yes, but – But – I will say this, and I think I said it on the broadcast. Some of you may have heard this already, but, I mean, it's 100% true. The North Texas Bulls right now, everyone's touting as as the best team, at least in the West Division, and some people have said the whole AAL. Right. I've heard a lot okay. of Charlotte Thunder and yeah. the North Texas Bulls yeah. are the two best teams. Yeah. So they're they're 3-0, right? And mm-hmm. They are. They're, they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. They are. But let's look at what that undefeated is. Yes. <laughs> it is a 14-point victory against San Antonio in weird conditions in both teams' first games. Right. Yes. They won the game. I'm not taking anything away from they them. They won. They won. Um, they won that game, and they deserved to win that game. They played a good game. Their other two wins are a 6 to nothing forfeit against West Texas and a 66 to nothing win in the third quarter at West Texas because the team is just not on the same level as other AAL teams. That's what I'm saying. Their only uh, real football experience was on March 13th against the San Antonio Gunslingers, and that team, that San Antonio Gunslingers team, is not the same team that we have now. No, not the same team. They've learned and spent a lot of time. So 3-0 and looks really impressive. And a 66 to nothing win over any team looks really impressive. But I already saw, and I'm sure he listens to the show because they, they, they're they waiting for me to give them more bulletin board material. Maybe I'm going to right here. I don't know. I saw one of the players uh, out in North Texas say, uh, put a hashtag up on some announcement about the game and said, Bulls by 60. Yeah. Oh my if you gosh. honestly think that North Texas is going to come in and beat the San Antonio Gunslingers by 60 points, You're dreaming. bring it. You're dreaming. That is yeah. overconfidence on a level yeah. that you need to understand. This is not the West Texas Buccaneers. Mm-mm. And then the points that the, the, the same guy, the points that the uh, Gunslingers scored against Memphis and against Wild, they're like, haha, that's not enough. Right. Well, yeah. Did you, did you, did you guys play against the defenses that the Gunslingers have been playing against <laughs> right. these it's last the two games? Of the when you played West uh, Texas, I don't think so. That was a different caliber of a game. I, I mean, they've played one game mm-hmm. since March 13th. Yeah, the Gunslingers are battle hardened at this point. They mm-hmm. have a lot more experience. I would almost say, just outside looking in, I would prefer to be the Gunslingers three and one than the North Texas three, three and zero. Of course, that doesn't make any sense when you look at the standing. No, but, I mean, as far as the yeah. standings concerned, I, look, uh, it, that player 
I'm not even going to say his name. I will have to say his name on Monday night a lot, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, he's a pretty good guy. He's a pretty good player, and I think he's a good guy. He's excited about his team, and so he's right. going to talk some trash, and that's yeah, great. That's do football. what you do. That's football. Um, but on the other side of that, if you honestly believe that your team is so good that you're going to walk into San Antonio and take this game by 60 points, um, go ahead and think that. Like, that is that is your prerogative. But I got to tell you, I don't see that happening. Come on down here with that attitude. I love it. Yeah. Bring, like, bring, bring, bring that, that bring, bring that attitude and overconfidence in here. That's right. Now, let's talk about what we know about North Texas because we've seen them play live. We've seen them play another game, sort of, against the West Texas <laughs> Buccaneers. Uh, here's what we know about them. They have an incredibly stout offensive line. Mm-hmm. Big dudes, yeah. Yeah. And those guys protect a really good veteran level quarterback. Yes. Maybe the best quarterback in the entire league. And now I'm blanking on his name. I should have pulled it up. Um, Right. He's the, wasn't he the. Yeah. I mean, help us out, James. I know you know his name is, but yeah, trying to blank here. Yeah. Um, We've been playing the wild. So for (laughs) so long, (laughs) right. It's Carl Robinson. That's the yeah. quarterback we played. Yeah. It's it, it's got to be that guy, right? Um, he they, he's they, impressive though. He is. He's impressive. They've got an impressive team. I'm. I don't want to Kent. Take any, Thank you, Coach you Q. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Kent yep. Jr. and Jonathan Kent Jr. is a solid quarterback. Uh, in fact, I would say he's more than a solid quarterback. He's a veteran quarterback. Um. And he plays like a veteran quarterback. He makes good throws. It's he Robert Kent, by the way. Oh, Robert, oh, Robert. Robert Kent. What did I say, Jonathan? You said Jonathan, yeah. I think Jonathan Kent is actually Clark's father in the Superman books. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Kent. That's where I'm getting that from. Uh, Mar- so Martha's his mom. I know that. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that name? Um. He does know how to throw that rock. James. He does. Yes, he does. He's an impressive quarterback and his line gives him time to find the things he wants to do. And he knows how to read a defense. He does. Um, so that is what the gunslingers are going to be up against. Um, but we've talked already during this show. One of the things that the gunslingers have going for them is our defense is incredibly mm-hmm. stout. Yes. And how do I want to say this? While there were, some holes in the defensive backfield in our first game. The adjustments have been made to fix those. It's did much say, improved, yes. Did much I improved. say that? Yeah, it was yes. good. Good enough that I didn't hurt anybody's feelings or anything? Nobody's feelings got hurt. Okay. No. Um, I, we're, we're a couple, uh, even if people's feelings are getting hurt, look, we're a couple of guys sitting here talking into microphones. You know, right. it's just our opinion and we're, we're, you know, if you're getting hurt by what? Philip Higginbotham and Leo Yamas right. are saying or Tough RC enough. Woods, then yeah. Yeah. Maybe seriously. you shouldn't be playing professional football. <laughs> exactly. If you're, if you're upset about so. what some people that sit behind microphones say about you. Um, we still support you. There was, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but there was a, an issue with defensive back in the first game that um, mm-hmm. whether it was coaching or whether it was player or whatever the issue was, it was something that the North Texas coaches were able to tell everybody. We saw an issue. Mm-hmm. We keyed in on it. And 
it was where we got a lot of our points at. Yeah. It has been corrected. Definitely resolved. Like over the last three weeks, we've seen DBs that are in a lot better position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell. Um, whatever the case may be uh, that caused that in the first game, that has been corrected. Um, so that's big. That's huge. Yeah, this is going to be a test for them for sure, but it is. they're much better prepared this time around than they were that first game. For sure. They have some film to watch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they can see what they're looking for. James specifically can, can pick it apart and see what Robert Ken is looking for because now you have an idea. You have your own game film against them, and you also have um, – Additional games. You know, uh, two and a half quarters of game film against West Texas. Uh, so you can look around and see what they can do. Uh, so I'm not worried about that lineup. I'm not worried about their, uh, well, it, it will be what it will be. Their offense against our defense is what it is. Um, Leo, you've already talked, we've already talked a little bit about it. On the offensive side of the ball, we're spitting and sputtering in the last couple of games, and maybe that was just against Austin, and maybe that was an Austin thing. Do you see anything that you think they need to maybe think about um, adjusting or correcting, or you know, what's yeah? What do you see? Like you said, they, I think the offense was better in the first two games than in the last two, uh, particularly the second game in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right. I think a lot of that has to be, has to do with, you know, what the, the Austin wild, uh, defense was, was doing. Um, they had some success against uh, the North, the North Texas bulls in that first game. In fact, I think they jumped out to a pretty good lead, um, or they, uh, to start the game. I, that was Kali, uh, that was, a uh, um, Kali Rashad. Kali Rashad, big, big, yeah. Big game. Had a big game. Yeah. Um, and let's do that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> repeat. I want to repeat. Or if we're not going to do that, if they're going to say, if they're going to go back and watch their film and go, okay, number 15, which is funny because I don't think that was the number he was wearing for that game. Um, number 15 is the guy we got a key on. I'm okay with that. But Nico Thomas. Yeah. Step Cause you've got Nico, you've got Joey, Joey you've Fisher, got, Fisher, um, Fisher's other watching. weapons that, that, uh, yeah, Cam Johnson, uh, I mean, Eric Williams, it goes on Eric and on. Williams? Yeah. Williams, yeah. He's been starting Williams. the last couple of games. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there are other weapons. There are other possibilities out there. Uh, it'll be – that's where I think that the, the, the things need to be fixed. I think our yeah. defense is working as well as a defense can work right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's going to give them – uh, a run for their money on offense mm. that they did not have, I think, the last time we played them. But the other side of the ball is where I start to get a little hand-wringy, if I'm really honest. Our offense has not looked great the last couple of games. Has not. They've done enough to win, but I don't think they've done enough to beat North Texas. I'll be really honest with you. We're if the, need, if the offense more. looks the same way that it looked in the two games against Austin, I don't know that we can beat North Texas if the offense doesn't look better. They looked out of sync. Uh, they they need to get it together pre-snap. I'm, I mean, the stuff we were seeing, you could tell it was happening. The confusion was happening pre-snap. Um, they've got they've got time to to fix that. Uh, they you know they have another bye week, so they've got two weeks to address those things. Whatever they wore, right. we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not but, coaches. We're just yeah. guys that, that sit there and say what we see. Yeah, and, and stand and the, watch and the from a little balcony, thing. you know. Twelve feet, fifteen feet up in the air, <laughs> and, and I believe quarter. our coaches have ideas. I, I believe our coaches, yeah, 
can put something together. And remember, uh, this is a different coaching staff in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. True. Than that first um, than game. Than that first game. Things have changed. We've had some changes. And mm-hmm. so, really, this is a different team kind of all the way around. It, it it would behoove North Texas to think of this as just a completely different team than the first team you played. Yeah. And the Gunslingers have a lot of weapons. They do. So, yeah. who's North Texas going to key, key in on? Right. That's, that's, the, that's the question. Who are they going to key in on and – how are the gunslingers going to answer? And that's what's going to make this game so great. Well, the key thing is fan engagement. Yeah. We need all the fans to come. So if you're coming to the game, bring a friend, bring two friends, bring three friends if you have to. Because that's we really have to be behind the, um, the players on this one. That's great. We didn't even set this up, but that's a great segue. Because if you want to bring people with you to the games, the gunslingers have a promotion set up for they you. They sure do. Yes, they do. Right now. Uh, it is a buy one, get one half, half off, off yes. deal um, that they've got set up for Gunslingers tickets for this game. You go and you buy. You can do this online, right? Yep. It's available online or it'll be available at the game. You'll have to go over and see somebody at guest services when you get there is my understanding. Um, but you buy one ticket, you get your second ticket half off. So uh, bring your coworker. Bring You've done that. You've brought yes. a couple of coworkers out yes. to games. Mm-hmm. and. Now they're going every game. That's uh, right. Bring a coworker. Bring your family. Bring your brother-in-law. Bring uh, you know anybody you can think of that likes football that would have a good time at the game. Look, we, we do our best on the broadcast to bring you everything we can, but it's really nothing like being there live. Not at all. I mean, I've watched the video and I've been there live. Obviously, um, it's a different feel. It's it's much better. Live. I missed it so much last week when I couldn't make the game. I mean, I was like, I was in pain, but it really bothered me that I couldn't make it. I couldn't tell like what was going on at the, um, at the tailgating. Right. And so I could only see one side of the, of the field and not the other, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the other fans. And so there was a lot. So if you love watching the game, which I'm sure you do come in person, I mean, you really get a different feel for it. Come watch the game in person, pay your money, get a ticket, stand in the San Antonio Rose Palace, cheer on your team. Uh, chant defense, no matter what the refs say. That's right. Um, all of those kind of things. And then shake your cowbell. And then go home later in the week and watch the broadcast. That's um, right. You can. To, to catch up. Like, it's still it, there. Yeah. It's an experience at the game. Like, like James Stolt says, you know, he's a defensive coordinator yep. of the San Antonio Gunslingers. And he says, I love talking to fans. Please come. Y'all make it amazing. He's coaching a game, but yet he's. That's how close you are to the action. You're literally right there if you're on the dashboard seats in particular. Mm -hmm. Right there on the field where Coach James at any given moment or break in play or whatever can turn around and talk to fans and say something to fans and it happens all the time. It's an interactive experience. Um, It's interactive for the kids. They get the kids involved in different ways. They have the mascot out there. They have the six shooters, you know, moving around. It is a different experience from if you haven't been to one of these games yet, I promise you it's, it's not what you, what you would expect. You're going to get there and it's going to blow your mind. And I'll tell you this, uh, Roller's mom, um, Carrie White, I believe her name is, yep. she made me a, a cowbell. Right. And so she said that the first game she had one, but every time she was shaking it, like her fingers would hurt. And so she, so she put added, a big handle on yeah, it. Yeah, she had yeah. this huge handle. So I'm going to shake that cowbell. So them mama's out in, I'm uh, telling you. Those mamas out in the 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 boondocks that uh, have sons that play football thought uh-huh. of that a few years ago or or you know ten or fifteen years ago 
putting that handle on that cowbell. I got one. It had Man. RC on it. They're loud. So we have great fans, let me tell you. Great Jeremy, mom supporting Jeremy the Knox, who has spent three day, three games on the Dasher boards, um, says he lost his voice at the last game. Uh, ditto, Jeremy. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had some vocal issues at the, at the last game. Uh, it really is just a an experience you need to experience. If you haven't been out to one, you need to go to this one. Like, this is the one you need to go to. Right. There are other home games coming up. We've got one against Mississippi. We've got one against West Texas or somebody. Somebody. Um, yep. But uh, right now, the schedule says West Texas. Those are going to be fun games. Those are going to be fun experiences. This is going to be... Uh, Probably the biggest home game, game of the entire season. This changer. is. This is going to be the biggest home game of the season. Yes. Bigger than game one. For sure. Because uh, game one, we had all those... Little issues, issues. Yep. and a lot of those have been taken care of, and I know they're still working on taking care of even more of those. Um, James says, I talked to Jeremy a lot his first game. I bet you did, because <laughs> Jeremy will catch your ear and talk to you. Jeremy's uh, trying to figure out if he can get if he can get a roster spot, it sounds hey, like. Hey, <laughs> he might do it. Have all three of you guys play. <laughs> uh, so come on out, watch the, uh, watch the San Antonio Gunslingers take on the North Texas Bulls, cheer them on. Uh, we mentioned this before the season ever started and we really haven't talked about it more, but, um, you, the fans in the building can affect the game. Yes. They yes. Can. Like you can, you can help your gunslingers, uh, win this game. If you will pay attention to the players on the field, they're going to tell you they hear us when you need to be loud. They're going to tell you when to shut up. Like if you will pay attention to what's going on on the field, they need, they, they want your help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can help with this game. And like RC said, you know, when you go to a, a typical outdoor, you know, full size field football game and you're the stands are, you know, 30 yards away from the sideline, you can yell as loud as you want. And the guys down there, the players I'm talking about, yeah. it's not likely they're going to hear what you're saying when you're trying to address them. These players, hear what you're yelling at them and i know this because they have confirmed this they have talked to fans after the game and uh, i know you know Mm -hmm. rb rick has has, he was yelling something to to um uh, ali one game and and went and talked to him after the game and he's like i heard you i heard you well and you've been yelling stuff at caleb (laughs) that's right don't mess with my roller (laughs) and he's heard you uh it's a really great experience live like i'm not trying to take anything away from our broadcast numbers um, because it's nice to watch that number go up as people watch the broadcast. But honestly, if, if you can watch that later, like we're, we're saving that on Facebook for you. We're saving that mm-hmm. on YouTube for you. Go back and watch that later. If you have the ability to come live, come live. That's the way you need to experience this. It's definitely worth the, the asking price for the tickets. They're, they're not expensive. Yeah, especially with some of the promotions are running. This, this promotion for this game is... Um, awesome. I mean, the fact that you can bring somebody, what are tickets? 20 bucks. Uh, so the dasher boards are 20. Okay. Uh-huh. The general admission are 15, which are in the stands right behind the dasher right. boards. They're yep. not bad seats. Mm-hmm. And then the standing room only up on the balcony. Those are 10. But you so, I don't know why time. you wouldn't just pay the 15 or the 20. I could understand why you wouldn't pay the 20 because some people, the dasher boards aren't for everyone. Right. You yeah. have to be quick on your feet and ready when those players come crashing into it. You have it. to watch the game. Yeah. But absolutely. It's, it's, it's very, very reasonable. Um, and I hear the drinks are reasonable, reasonably priced. Uh, see, I don't know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, we're up on the balcony, yeah. so we don't know. But now, one issue that we had tailgating was the porta potties. Do you know if there was the porta potties at the last game? There weren't. 
<gasps> oh my gosh, I hope that's going to be there next time. Uh, oh, so here's the deal. Were the porta potties there? No, but let me tell you that they set up the entrance area. No, <laughs> <laughs> they set up the entrance area where you could access the restrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two that are right up under the bar, yep, the double decker bar. Mm-hmm. You could access those restrooms from the parking lot. Oh, good, good. So good. you could still go up there, and I believe. Didn't yes. it seem like they had set that up where they had pulled some, uh, they had pulled some caution tape so that you couldn't make your way further into the facility into the, until okay. they were ready. Okay. But you were able to use the restroom. So while they haven't got porta potties out there yet, I like they this. have fixed this issue. I like you that. Where you can restrooms. actually. So, they, so just so you know, ownership is listening. I brought that up a couple times before, and so now they've come up with a solution. So they are listening. What about parking? Parking is still what ten dollars or twenty dollars? Parking is ten dollars if you want to park in the. Uh, what are they calling it? The premium access, the premium area. The preferred parking there you is, go. It's is 20. twenty. Okay. And the regular parking, which is the the parking lot off to the side of the facility, is ten. So parking technically is still is still ten. But if you want to park in the premium parking area, which is the the big paved parking lot in yeah. front of the facility where everybody likes a tailgate, right. that's twenty bucks. But that doesn't mean you can't park over there for ten and then and walk over to the over. tailgate or just tailgate at the regular. Uh, $10 parking lot. You right. can do that too if you want. Lamar Brooks checking in on Facebook Live says he's watching at the same time he's at the game because there's no scoreboard. And he's saying, I'm not throwing any shade at the team. I'm just saying that's I a way it. I can keep score. That, that works. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like you can me. check in. Un- until we're wrong. <laughs> score. Everything we have on the screen is unofficial. I'm just telling you right now. Um, I think I might walk there, around with the There board. was a miscommunication in the middle of the game there where we had the incorrect score up for a time. That's right. okay. But it got corrected. Right. But we got it corrected. We messed up. I messed up. It was my fault. And then Jonas was following my lead. Uh, so if you want to talk about what an idiot that guy was, you're talking about me. And I've been called that before. So I'm not going to be super upset about that. And as I um, oh, sorry, I said that their quarterback, Carl Robinson, had two touchdowns in the first half um, when I gave some stats at halftime. When I said that, uh, Jonas went two touchdowns. Well, that means they can't have six. They have to have at least 12. So he made that correction based on what I said. And then that's where we got all kinds of messed up. Um, So that's on me. That's my fault. Uh, That's not Jonas's fault. When you say, geez, those guys are real idiots. No, those guys aren't. This guy is. (laughs) Because I can't add my box. I draw a box around touchdown plays. And I saw two boxes instead of one box. That's on me. Yeah, you're just trying to do your com- com- uh, quarterback comparison. Um, the uh, I was going to say something along the lines of what we were talking about. The cheerleaders, the cheerleaders did sure. great. They They're doing a great I job. Yeah, their outfits. Oh my god, it was so cute. The little country girl yes, uh, outfits. I like that. I like my six shooters. I didn't see yes. um, our sponsor. And they had robots too with them. Yes, the they robots did. were awesome. <laughs> The greatest thing in the world was watching uh, the uh, Desperado, the the gunslinger, Andy Anderson, on his horse, right out onto the field with robots right beside him. I was like, this is great. Where are you it's ever going to see this Texas. again? Only Desperado and, and the Dynamo robots, yeah, at the same place, same time. Crazy. Yeah, they're and, doing And the great. six shooters. Mm-hmm. And, and the six shooters. Yeah. Uh, Sierra, I didn't see Sierra. I have to check, uh, check on her. Uh, that's a good I question. Notice. I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. got to say I wasn't paying attention. Okay. 
specifically to each of the six shooters. They did a great job mm-hmm. um, with their their time there. And the mascot, love him too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sheriff Power. That's Sheriff Power. Um, and he's, man, there's not a lot going on at halftime. So he's out there just entertaining everybody at halftime. He's getting down. Hey, there's a lot of video of him out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there or some video of a, of a, a meme or, or some little kid dancing and they're comparing it to his moves. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. James Stoltz, check it out. Uh, we'll James, see you later, James. Thank you, James. So uh, come come enjoy this game live. I know it's a Monday night, but hey. It's a Monday night right now. That's right. And so many of you are sitting here talking with us on uh, on Facebook. Yep. Make Monday interesting. Like, Mondays can be special, too. This can make your Monday special. Right. And I'm sure, oh. like, people took all these, uh, had planned to take all these days off for Fiesta. Fiesta got canceled. So use some of those moved. days. It got and, moved back to June. Yeah, so let's go ahead and come on on Monday. <laughs> ask for a day off. Come on Monday. Or Tuesday. Ask off for Tuesday and party Monday. And uh, just to get back, that's what I was going to say on that scoreboard thing. I know the owners are still trying to address that. Um, it'd probably be a lot easier for them to address that if we get more butts in the seats, though. So that's that's, that's uh, your yeah. job. That's that's your job as a fan. I mean, let's get- be real. Things cost money. And so correcting the f- scoreboard issue, they, they thought they had something set up. It didn't work out like they wanted to. Fixing it's going to cost money. Money means they have to make money. Um, so, yeah, butts in the seats. Is going to help them. Mm-hmm. A- and they're giving you, like, look, if you're going to go to a professional sporting event for 20 bucks, you're going to have to show me what those sporting events are. Like, there aren't options to do that. You not can go to Spurs. a high school football game, yeah. <laughs> but you can't go to a professional. Fo- yeah, you're not going to a Spurs uh, no. game for 20 bucks. No way. No. Uh, and then 30 bucks. I'm sorry. Chance. Let me add parking on there. 30 bucks. Um, that's not going to happen. They're not going to offer you buy one, get one half off tickets at Spurs games. Um, so Alba says, if people will go tailgating, we'll do something exciting. We just asked for people to, uh, not to open the gates and sneak in. Are people really doing that? People are sneaking into the, to the facility early. Is that what's happening? I don't, I don't know. know. We're busy working. Yeah. So we're, we're not, yeah, able to I'm, really I'm, I'm on the busy, clock. I'm so. busy hanging out with people. So I don't know. Don't do that guys. Yeah. If you're stop it. Yeah. If you're in the parking lot and you see other people trying to do that, say, hey, stop it. Call them out. Like, straight up call them out. Be that kid that tattles on people. Do it. I could see maybe that because they're trying to get to, you know, their preferred seats early or something like that. I'm sure that's the reason behind it. But don't do that. Stop it. Stop. Jesus, parking area and facility. Yeah, don't do that. That's, uh, you see somebody doing that. that's, That's not cool. That is that is ruining the experience for everybody at that point. That's like that's true. that's yep. making things rougher on everybody else at that point. Um, Jeremy checking out too. See you, Jeremy. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Take care, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. So get out to the game, enjoy the game, be loud for the game. Get out to this game. Get to this game. Trust me, like it's, yes, you're gonna we love it. You. This this is the game. We want it to be a bull slaughter. BS, right? <laughs> I'm back to that. <laughs> We're back to that. Hey, it yeah, is what it is. You heard it here um, from RC. You That's heard right. It from RC. And we got better tacos than them, too. Up oh, of course. Dallas up in North Texas, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it will set up, if the gunslingers can find a way to win this game, it will set up what will be amazing in that final game of the season. Everything will kind of ride on that at yes. that point. Mm-hmm. Like both teams will have beat each other. I really feel like we get to that final game on June 5th 
um, or sixth. I think it's the fifth. On June fifth yeah. in North Texas, like that, everything will ride on that game at that point. That'd be awesome to get like a caravan of fans going up there to represent. Oh, for sure, San that would Antonio be cool. In that last that game, would be good. that would be cool. And, you know, the only way that's going to happen if if that the division is on the line on that game. So sure. don't let us down, gunslingers. I know you won't, but don't let us down. This Come on, game. posse, help us out. Uh, so let's get let's pack. The, what have we said? Three thousand. We need to get over three thousand at a Yes. Game. Mm-hmm. Um, we flirted with 2000 for a couple of Monday night games. I know it's Monday night. I know that's rough. I know you got work the next day. Call um, sick. Well, just, just toughen up. Like just man up. All right. Go to a football up. game. Have some drinks. You don't have to get drunk. You don't have to get blitzed. I don't even drink. Um, you, you can have a couple of drinks and <laughs> still be really free don't. and fresh I really for tomorrow. I drink. I drink Diet Coke. So. June 5th. Yeah. Says El Jefe. El Jefe, the, the boss man. Jonathan. Jonathan Young, uh, the GM, who always takes the high road, right, Jonathan? Um, conversation that we've had. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a private joke. It's obviously an it. inside joke. It's an inside joke. I love inside jokes. I'd love to be a part of one someday. Um, <laughs> it's an office reference. <laughs> it's like Inception. It's a reference inside of a reference. See? Um, so one more thing. Oh, speaking of that, we did not talk about something with the Mississippi Raiders that I was going to bring up. Oh yeah, I thought yeah yeah well, that's right. You you said you were going to talk. about Yeah, it. I said I was going to talk about Someone it. Someone very well, very familiar with is now May fifteenth. Uh, we're going to have a return. We're going to have somebody returning to the San Antonio Rose Palace when Mississippi Raiders come in. But on the mm. other side, yeah, uh, William Richardson. Who Balls uh, hog. Oh, that's right. Just wasn't able to find a good fit here. Yeah, um, things didn't work out, but didn't work out. So he has wish him well. He has uh, been released from the Gunslingers, and he has signed on to play uh, over there in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And he will be returning to the field, uh, returning to the Rose Palace on May fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So wearing silver and black. Yeah, wearing yeah at least silver. Um, I guess they'll be wearing silver and black. Yeah. Uh, I guess they'll be wearing the black jerseys. I don't know if we're going to go with the white jerseys all the time at home. He's going to have to wear that sparkly helmet. Yeah, the disco ball. <laughs> the disco ball. He will be wearing the disco ball, but it'll be good. You know, I'm glad he's caught on somewhere. Uh, we've talked about Nate Mace moving on as well. He's caught mm-hmm. on somewhere, but not anywhere that's going to play against the Gunslingers. He's going to be out in West Texas with the Warbirds. Um, this this is the nature of indoor football on this level. It's, it's a the, business. Mm-hmm. But it's the nature of football on any well. Not in high school, but any yeah. level over college. Folks are going to move around. Um, I love the fact that so many of these guys, it's, it's not an, there's no ill will either way. It's just like, hey, it wasn't a good fit. I'm going to go find a better fit. Or I'm yeah. going to try to find a better fit. Yeah. That's great. And That's, they're good guys, you know, because even Nate, he's going to be my trainer. He's going to get me into shape. It's gonna, he's going to get you in shape, huh? Uh-huh, so I can be ready okay. for tailgating and for that cheerleading, that head cheerleader spot. There you go. There you go. More uh, power to you, RC. Thank you. Yeah. So that's coming up in a in, later in well about a month, I guess. Um, yeah, a little less than a month. William will be coming back in with the Mississippi Raiders, a, a Mississippi Raiders team. By the way, we talked about the Gunslingers and the North Texas Bulls, and how the Bulls don't need to sleep on the Gunslingers because that was our first game, and it's a completely different team. They can sleep. Let them sleep. Uh, the Gunslingers need to to also think that way about the Mississippi Raiders. That's true. Yeah. Like, I've been watching them, and they're starting to figure some things out, too. Um, So, 
ditto. Like, you can't take Mississippi lightly. You can't be like, well, we beat them once, so we'll beat them twice. Doesn't always work that way. I think the gunslingers have learned some things this season where they're not going to take anybody lightly. I hope so. Lesson yeah. learned. I hope so. Uh, so all of that is coming up in the future, but the thing that we really just can't say enough is uh, don't miss next Monday night. That's right. Um, make your plans. Like if, if you've been thinking about it, if you've been unsure, if you just haven't made it out and you're like, well, the, the game's going to be broadcast on YouTube anyway. Yeah, it is. It's just not the same. Totally not the same. I wish I could be down in the stands. I'm up there in the broadcast. <laughs> and believe me, I would rather be in the stands. But, you know, that's how it is. Well, yeah, he has to stand next to me. I got to Listen to me to talk Phil. for uh, three hours. <laughs> wow. Uh, and the whole three hours. Like, you get breaks from me occasionally when we play ads and stuff. But Leo doesn't get that. He just has to hear me talk. Constantly. He lost, <laughs> he lost his voice. Um, but he found it. I did. I found it. It's right here. <laughs> Golden pipes that I have. Um, get out to this game. Take advantage of this promotion. Um, get out there early. Uh, four o'clock or so, I think, is when they've been opening the parking lot up. Uh-huh. Um, come join us. Uh, we get out there usually for 30 minutes or so. Um, we're usually yep. pretty busy getting everything set up and ready for the game, but we get out there for 30 minutes or so. RC's usually out there oh, most right of the time. Right away. As soon as I open that door, I'm out meeting people. Um, come we can join you for more time if anybody wants to, you know, volunteer to pull cable and stuff like that. <laughs> hey. Um, but get out to this game. Like, make it a special event because it is. It's a, it's, it's a special event. It's pro football in San Antonio, and this is probably going to be the best game of the season. It's going to be right here in San Antonio. Um, yep. It, pack the palace. Pack the pack palace. Pack the palace. Make it happen. Let's get 3,000 people there and uh, just blow that place out. Like, make the make the referees throw their flags because we're Where's too loud. Flag? Where's your flag? You guys are saying defense yeah. too much. <laughs> it's a flag. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, get out there and, uh, and make a big deal about this because it's pro yeah. football in San Antonio. Um, if you've been sleeping on it, don't if you haven't you're going to be at the game because you know what what a good time it is um and what a good experience it is i have a funny idea okay let's see i say every fan that comes brings like a little yellow rag and then when the referees make a bad call <laughs> we throw the flag just wait just wait would it. be hilarious, hilarious let's actually do it. let's do yellow it <laughs> let's see some yellow flags oh, out come there on, people, if, you could do it let's, if we could like yeah get yellow strips of material and like hand them, pass them out, out. At, the, yes. at the line coming in oh my goodness that i gotta tell great. you right now <laughs> I cannot see any negative ramifications from trolling the referees during a game. No, they can't do anything about it. Pull out those yellow flags and just wave them up. And oh, that we have to do it. We have to do it. That is probably the the duration of we've you've had a lot of great ideas. That is your best idea. That is a great idea. Okay, cool. (laughs) That's a great idea. Let's get some uh, yellow fabric, something, something. uh, Just yellow. Everybody bring something yellow to the game and just wave it. Just wave wave it. it. A yellow, yellow handkerchief or bandana. Bandana. a uh, towel, you name it. Socks, bring a sock. I bring out some yellow, fo- some some yellow something. Something. And it. every time a flag <laughs> hits the field, <laughs> everyone hits just the goes turf, like this. 
You just start waving it. Yes, right. Let's do What's it. What's up, Michael Wayne Davis? Hey, Michael. Hello. Hey, we just talked about your boy a few minutes ago. He's a big fan. Yes, of he is. William yes, he is. Hog, yeah. Uh, we just talked about him. Hey, did he like the um, the hot sauce? I, he got some hot sauce. I gave it to him last time. And everybody likes everybody the hot likes sauce. that okay, stuff. That stuff. Everybody awesome. likes. We did get to spend a lot of time with Chris. We talked about that a few minutes ago. Um, so. That's it. Like, that's all there is to say. Like, get to this game. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Pack the palace. Pack, Pack the, the palace. palace. Bring your flags. Your Bring yellow flags. flags. Bring your yellow flags. Yellow everything. <laughs> more signs in the stand, too. We talked about the one person yes. that held up the defense sign. Oh, I want to see right. more signs of the stand. Okay. I love a good pun. If you can get a good pun and face it toward the camera, I guarantee you you're going to get on the broadcast. All right. Like, if you can think of good puns around player names or team names, or just just really good puns, um, I, I guarantee you. Okay, let's do it. You can get on the broadcast as long as you're facing the camera. Now, if you're standing right beside Jonas and you never face your your sign toward him, but you can walk around. Yeah, um, but I love puns. Get some more signs out there. That would be a blast. So, uh, with all of that being said, you got any more? No, that's it. You got any more? I think I'm done. Okay, well, we're gonna wrap things up right there. Well, there's nothing left to say except that the Smoking Guns podcast is brought to you by Texas Sports LMT, and that stands for Licensed Massage Therapist, specializes in sports massage, sports stretch, Swedish, and deep tissue massage. Texas Sports LMT has been in business eight years and was nominated Best of San Antonio three years in a row. She worked alongside the San Antonio Commanders, making sure they were game day ready at all times. She has also worked and provided Sports Stretch to numerous players from the NFL and the NFL Combine. Sports Stretch is structured to be performed on athletes of any size and stature. It is safe for just about anyone who is looking to gain flexibility in order to perform better on the field in the gym, and in everyday activities. Give Laura, the Texas Sports LMT, a call to set up an appointment today at 210-459-0176. Again, that's 210-459-0176. It's not how you train, it's how you recover. We also want to uh, remind you that Smoking Guns Broadcast is brought to you by a great group, an amazing group, a wonderful group of patrons. Yes. That's right. We've got Iris and Mo Ferrante. Yes. Herman Robles Jr. Love. Alba Nava. The best. uh, Who works really, really hard on game day. I'm not sure there's anybody who works harder than Alba um, out there on game day. Um, Hector and Jason are are close second, but Alba is everywhere. Everywhere. Um, Just all over the place on the field. Greg and Kim Nelson are good friends that have been with us since uh, the beginning. Uh, Humphrey Hernandez. Adriana Garza, uh, um, Adriana Garcia, and uh, finally Warren Hubert. That's right. He joined. Our buddy Warren, who is Thanks, one Warren. of our uh, patrons. You can be a patron, too. Yes, you can. Of our show and help us make the show go. Go to www.patreon.com slash pod, like we talked about a little earlier and uh, do all of that. Well, that's going to be it. That's going to wrap up another show. Wow, so much fun. Um, it is. It's a blast. And uh, when it comes to football in San Antonio, uh, we've got the food, we've got the fans, we've got the football, we've got the referees. <laughs> um, we, we've got everything here in San Antonio to make football. And we've got a message for all those, uh, all those bulls up in North Texas. The mm-hmm. enemy. Bull we've got the, the uh, 
BS. We got a message for those uh, Buccaneers out there on the oceans of West Texas. Mm-hmm. We've got a message for the Raiders, your favorite team, Leo, uh, yeah, out there in Mississippi. <laughs> uh, we've got a message for the wild men up there in Austin mm-hmm. uh, who yep. came down and gave us two really good games. They got the message uh, two weeks in a row. Yeah, yes, they, they did. did. Back uh, to back. And that message is very simple when it comes to football, when it comes to indoor football or football in the state of Texas. The 210 has got something to say. Bang, bang.